welcome to Moments in Time and Space, a microfiction podcast, bringing you tales of horror and suspense with your host, Aaron Miracle. Hello, everyone. Professor Harrison has created his own ivory tower to conduct his research in solitude. Far from a civilization, the professor will soon find out the answer to a theory he has been working on. Professor Harrison savored the smell of his freshly brewed cup of coffee. The morning sun was just coming in through the windows of the cabin, and it was looking like it was going to be a beautiful day. The kind of day that would be perfect for spending outside and enjoying nature. Unfortunately, the only place Harrison was going to be enjoying the day was in the study. The cabin was his preferred place of conducting his research. Had all the amenities of home, was far enough from the say that no one would randomly drop in, and he would keep it as messy as he chose to. Harrison carried his coffee carefully as he walked into the study. The room looked more like a storage area for papers than a research area. The walls were covered with diagrams and research notes written in various colors of ink. Harrison carefully stepped around the box of papers that littered the floor. Each of them was filled with manuscripts and research papers that were yellow with age. Harrison carefully cleared his spot on the desk and set down his cup of coffee. He sailed into a battered office chair and it creaked in protest as he rolled close to the desk. With a deaf hand, the professor picked up a voice recorder and hit the record button. Day 9. Attempts at finding evidence to support my theory regarding the collapse of Mayan civilization have not been successful yet. The writings that were obtained from the dig site in El Salvador did describe a great battle, but there were not enough details to determine who the Mayans fought. This is a missing piece of the puzzle that I need. I know that I am close, but I am running out of new sources of information. Harrison stopped the recording and leaned back in his chair. He glanced at the large diagram hanging above his desk. In a dead center written in large red letters was the word apocalypse. Black arrows were drawn out to other words on the edge of the diagram. Famine, climate, disease, aliens, all had a green X crossed through them along with some small notes that were no longer relevant. The only word not crossed out in the diagram was war, and it seemed to taunt Harrison the longer he stared at it. He clicked the record button and began to speak once more. As I sit here surrounded by the last 15 years of my life, I remain confident that my theory is sound. Despite critique of my interpretation of some of the writings I have found, I remain steadfast in my efforts to prove my theory. The critique had come from Douglas Mitchell, a rival who had his own outlandish theory for what happened to the Mayan civilization. Douglas has surmised that the Mayans had waged a great battle, not against outsiders, but themselves. A battle that accumulated with one city unleashing a force so destructive that it wiped out every member of the Mayan civilization. The two would argue at length at each other's interpretation of etchings, and Harrison felt a bit bitter as he recalled Douglas mocking his apparent ignorance at key facts. A musical tone sounded from a laptop partially buried on the desk. Brushing the papers aside, Harrison tapped a few keys and glanced at the screen. His contact from a dig site in Honduras had sent him an email, informing him of some new etchings that had been uncovered that may be of interest to him. Attached to the message were several images that Harrison studied intently. At first, the etchings told him little more than he already knew. They spoke of the last great battle and the fall of everything by the hand that moves the world. Harrison was ready to dismiss the etchings until they came to the fifth image. Taken from some interior stone wall, the etchings spoke of the last stand of the city against the newcomers from the outside. The professor read eagerly, hoping for a vague description of the outsiders, but the etching switched his focus. It spoke of a ritual that was somehow a power that could annihilate the threat of the outsiders and restore peace to the city once again. Harrison raised his voice recorder once more. My contact in Honduras has sent me new writings to consider. 
Initial reviewed still does not give you a description of the sources that won the Great War, but does talk about... The next image Harrison clicked through seemed familiar. A ruined wall showed part of a circle of strange symbols. Etching below the circle described a ritual in detail, indicating that praying to the Emerald Father and offering blood sacrifice may earn his favor. Update. Further analysis of the new writings speaks of a ritual where one can call upon the aid of a being known as the Emerald Father. This could be a new reference point to use as I search for further evidence to determine the identity of the victors in the last great war. The etchings are accompanied by a partial circle of symbols that seems familiar to me. Realization struck Harrison and he set down the voice recorder. He bent over and emerged through a box of papers that rested to the left side of his desk. Halfway through, the professor had found what he was looking for. Pulling out a battered file folder, Harrison dropped on the desk and quickly flipped through the papers contained within. He stopped when he reached an image buried near the bottom of the stack. Laying before him was a black and white photo taken from a dig in the 1950s. In the center of the picture was another ruined wall, containing part of a circle made up of strange symbols. Harrison held up to his laptop screen and cracked a small smile. With the two mages, he now had a complete picture of the strange circle as well as the ritual text. The symbols did have some linguistic link to the etchings he had studied for years, so he began to decipher them. Tracing his finger around the circle, Harrison attempted to pronounce each symbol out loud. His few few passes sounded crude, and began to change his inflection on some of the syllables. With each pass, Harrison grew more confident. Whatever this means, it didn't help you save you from the outsiders, Harrison muttered. A breeze blew across the back of Harrison's head. He thought he heard the flapping of wings. Assuming a bird must have entered the cabin, Harrison spun his chair around, prepared to capture the poor thing, and returned to the outside. What he saw before him made him freeze, and was not a bird. Hovering near the door of the study was a long emerald serpent. A pair of white feathered wings attached to its back flapped to keep it aloft. The scales of the creature shone when the light struck them, and its ebony eyes looked like endless pools of darkness. Harrison watched as it surveyed the room, its tongue flickering in and out, occasionally tasting the air. The serpent locked eyes at Harrison and cocked its head. The professor did not take his eyes off the creature and slowly reached for his coffee cup. He felt his hands close around the warm ceramic mug, and with a quick snap of his wrist, Harrison threw it at the creature. The thing hissed and fled through the door of the study as the coffee cup shattered against the wall behind it. Harrison leapt from his chair and raced out of the study. If he could get outside, he could reach his car and flee to safety. The professor stopped short just outside the door of his study. Before him hovered several more of the emerald serpents, all of them staring at him with their ebony eyes. The largest of the creatures opened its mouth and hissed, burying its fangs. Harrison raised his hands and screamed as a flock of serpents came streaking towards him. Always be prepared to pay the Emerald King. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can also follow me on Twitter at Moments in TAS. Feel free to recommend this podcast to others and help it grow. The opening and closing theme is Creepy Night by Daniel Carlton. Until next time, be safe, be smart, and be well. See you soon.